Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Riley drops back, looks, looks, dances and throws, and he's going deep down the field. Oh, what a catch by Darrell Walker, who skips his way to the end zone. He'll drop it off to Pouillon, twist it back to McDavid, inside to Everly, reshot, score! 3 nothing. Jordan Everly from Connor McDavid, and the Oilers are pouring it on, Craig Anderson and the hapless Senators. And it's home for breaking on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chet. Night number two of the NHL playoffs. Flyers and Capitals scoreless early in the second period. Islanders and Panthers about to get going later on tonight. The Sharks visit the Kings and Dallas is home to Minnesota. We will keep you updated throughout the evening. The Toronto Blue Jays trail the New York Yankees 2-0. That one is in the middle of the fourth inning. Mike Riley, new contract. He'll join us in a few minutes. The Grey Cup MVP. Plus, we will talk about the Allen Cup in Manitoba. An absolute travesty taking place there this afternoon. I will give you some of the exclusive details about what has gone on. How are you doing tonight? It is 6.07. This is Inside Sports on 6.30. Chad, my name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Of course, you can always reach us on the open line, 780-496-0063. You can also text us at 6.30, Going to be a fun show, though I am a little perturbed about some of the stuff happening in the hockey world today. I, I will get to that a little bit later on because, of course... The top story today, your quarterback. Riley needs a good search here. You go forward. Takes the snap. Gets in. Touchdown, Eskimos. Mike Riley takes the first pie out of the oven in the Western Final. Here's Roddy Waits. Throws. He's got a man. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Eskimos. Riley takes the snap. Oh, he's got a man in his face right away, but he scrambles to the left side, throws, and it's complete to Kenny Stafford across the Calgary 35-yard line. Mike Riley just made chicken salad out of chicken feathers. Riley takes the snap. He'll drop a couple of feet and wait, throws, and it's a complete again. Big hole for Stafford. Touchdown, Eskimos. Riley, he's going to keep it. He hits the five. Hey, Edmonton, that's your quarterback. Mike Riley to the end zone. Touchdown, Eskimos. I've wanted one here for my team, for the city of Edmonton, for my teammates, for my coaches since I came here. And, you know, it took a little longer than I wanted it to, but we finally made it happen. So it's, uh, it's an amazing feeling. That is Mike Riley. The new contract extends through 2018. Three more seasons in green and gold for the 31-year-old Riley. Don't forget, he is a big man, 6'3", 230 pounds, and at times he carried the Edmonton Eskimos on those broad shoulders last season. I can get into the stats, but when you win the Grey Cup and you're the MVP of the game, I don't know if the stats really apply. 
and I'm pleased to be joined by Eskimos quarterback Mike Riley right now. Mike, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Reed. Thanks for having me. All right, pizza's on you next time, buddy. You can bring some to the station? <laughs> yeah, no worries. I, I heard Little Caesars sells a $5 hunt ready, so I'm on it. <laughs> well, congratulations on, on uh, the new deal. Uh, you're going to be an Eskimo through 2018. What does that mean to you to hear that? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm extremely excited. Uh, you know, uh, I've I've been really happy about what we've been building for the the first three years that I've been in Edmonton. But I also know that uh, you know things are going to continue to improve. We're, we've laid the foundation properly, and this football team is just going to continue to get better and better. And it's something that I'm thrilled to be a part of. Um, you know, I, I remember when I first signed a few years ago. Uh, you know, seeing this team and, and really feeling like it gave me the best chance. Uh, to show what I was capable of, and it was going to be the best opportunity for me um, to go out and, and be a starting quarterback, um, you know, and and I was able to establish that in the first year, and then I remember looking at it and going, okay, you know, we need to we need to start having some t- success on the field because we built the foundation properly, you know, even though 2013 was not a good year in the win-loss column, um, it was it was definitely a learning process and something that we didn't take lightly. It was something that uh, I'll never forget, um, you know, and I remember after that season just feeling so hungry to, to have a winning football team. Um, and then we got that success in 2014 uh, of, of making it back to the playoffs and, and being very close to getting to the Great Cup, but being one game away. And I remember after that season finished going, okay, you know, we're, we're still moving in the right direction. Uh, but we're not finished yet. And, and then to win the Great Cup last year, that was nice because it was, I guess proof that what we were doing was working and that we were doing the right thing. Um, but now the road just gets even harder. You know, we want to continue to win great cups and, uh, you know, it's never an easy thing to do. Um, you know, especially when you have that target on your back of being the champs the year before, but also with all the changes that have gone on, not just with our team, but with all the other teams, um, you know, it's going to be an exciting season and to know that I'm going to be a part of the green and gold, uh, you know, for minimum the next three years is something that, uh, I'm very much excited about. Well, I can tell you're still hungry, and I'm sure fans won't be surprised to hear that, uh, even though you got the championship last year. And even if you win a championship season, you want to improve as an individual and as a team. I'm wondering offensively, can this team... uh, I don't want to simplify it, Mike, by just saying being better early in games, but, but can this offense possibly be assertive and maybe work better to grab control of games a little bit better than it did last year? Because you die, you guys did have to pull a few out of the fire last year. Well, there's no question. I mean, that's certainly one of, you know, we were a great football team last year. Uh, we didn't have a lot of downfalls, but uh, that was one of them. There's no doubt about it. We did not start games very well. Uh, we, we finished games better than probably any other team in the league. Um, but that was sometimes out of necessity because we had dug ourselves into such a big hole by playing poorly at the beginning of football games. And and that's something that uh, we were aware of um, and that we certainly are still aware of um, that needs to change. You know, you can't, you can't make your living, you know, winning games in the fourth quarter. It's going to catch up to you at some point in time. So, um, you know, we, we definitely have a focus where we need to be better early in football games. Um, you know, we want to continue to finish strong just as we have in the past. But, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There's there's an opportunity there for us to improve 
Um, and that's one of the big ways to do it is to come out and, and play better early in the football game and, and as you said, kind of assert ourselves um, and and not let teams feel like, okay, uh, we're going to take this down to the wire and see how it goes. We, we want to start having the ability to put games away early um, and, and get a big lead on the scoreboard. We're capable of doing it. We just we didn't execute that very well last year. Eskimos quarterback Mike Riley joining us on Inside Sports Tonight, contract extension through 2018. Um, tell me a little bit about this, uh, this weekend in Florida. I mean, it's obviously going to be a lot of guys that I, I assume you don't know or, or know very well, but you're going to be the one uh, veteran guy there. So what's the focus for you? Yeah, there's no doubt that uh, it, Florida's always interesting. There's a ton of guys that are new to the team and new to the league a lot of the times. Uh, so Florida camp's funny because, um, you know, you're trying to teach guys how to play Canadian football. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you're trying to teach them your offense, but you're trying to teach them what a waggle is too. <laughs> and some of, them, some of them have a pretty difficult time with that at first. Um, but we always seem to find a couple of gems from that camp and, and guys that, are able to help our football team win. And, um, you know, we need to find a couple of those guys, obviously. Uh, every every year you're going to lose a few people from your football team, and especially when you're a great cup champion. You're going to lose probably a little bit more uh, than everybody else, and so we need to be able to replace some of the missing parts that we have. And, uh, you know, Paul Jones and Ed Herbie have always done a great job of bringing in good talent, and, uh, you know, it's going to be no different this year. Uh, so that's, that's a big thing for our football club. And on a personal level, uh, you know, it changes every year what you're trying to accomplish. You know, last year I was going into the second year of playing under Steve McAdoo's offense, so I wasn't trying to learn his offense any longer. I was just trying to, you know, A, knock the rust off and B, get better at the things that I didn't do so well the year before. Um, this year we have a new new coaching staff, new offensive coordinator, you know, new everything. And so – um, although it's very similar to what we've done in the past, there are certainly differences. And so um, it's going to be a great opportunity for me to spend the, the three days in Florida, um, you know, figuring out exactly what those differences are and, and how I can go about uh, playing the best that I can in this offense. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great to get out on the field again and get to know our coaches um, in a setting that's more than just a, an office or a classroom and actually get out there with them on the field. Um, you know, and so, yeah, I think this is an important week uh, in, in many ways for our football team. All right, Mike, just a couple more for you on a slightly different note. I, I've been dying to ask you this, so this is the form to do it. What can you tell me about your vehicle? What's up with that Hummer? <laughs> uh, you know, um, I'm surprised that you know what kind of car I drive. It's really, uh, I think it fits in well into the crowd, and it's hard to pick out. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah. I bought that truck uh, when I was in Green Bay, actually. I was playing with the Packers, and I realized that uh, my vehicle was not going to get around well in all the snow. Um, and so uh, I always had wanted to get a Hummer. I just, for some reason, like, uh, you know, when I was in high school, I thought they were the coolest trucks ever. And I had an opportunity, um, and I had the financial ability at the time to get it, so I did. Um, you know, and I've, I've just kind of gotten so used to it that <laughs> anytime. Anytime that I'm in a different vehicle, it seems like I'm driving a little go-kart around. So, you know, I, I love driving my truck. Uh, you know, it's the, the best part about it, I think, is I never lose it in the parking lot. <laughs> no, that's a good point. All right, and my uh, my last one for you, Mike. Uh, three years in Edmonton, I mean, you're here seven, eight months of the year. 
over your over your time here in Edmonton, what has given you the most pleasure about being an Edmontonian? I mean, there's so many great things about it. Um, you know, that we could sit here and talk all day. But uh, to me, when we did our, you know, we didn't do a parade, but when we did our get together in the park um, a couple days after we got back from Winnipeg, and just seeing how many people i think it was like on a i don't know like on a tuesday or something like that in the middle of the day uh, and we still just had thousands of people down there and just seeing the excitement and the joy on people's faces and how much how much football means to them um you know how much pride they take in what we do uh you know to us sometimes you know you, you come into work and maybe your body's you know feeling really sore and you're missing your family at home and uh you know it's it's been a a long couple of weeks and you're just drained. Uh, but to know that our fan base cares so much and has so much pride in what we do, uh, you know, that makes it worth it. That makes it uh, the best place in the league to play. I love playing in Edmonton. I uh, wouldn't want to play anywhere else. And, you know, yeah, I'm excited that uh, I'm, I'm going to get the next minimum, the next three years to continue to play for this team. It's a blessing. Um, I truly do feel blessed to do it. And, uh, you know, I'm excited. Well, and at least three more years of talking to me too, Mike. Really appreciate your time today. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the second that's the second best part of this, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Thanks, Mike. That is Eskimos quarterback Mike Riley getting us going tonight inside sports on six thirty. Chad, three year deal. Uh, I mean what happened was his, his contract was expiring after this coming season. Uh, so they rip up that contract, give him a new three year deal going to the end of twenty eighteen. Uh, usually when something like this would happen with a player signing, you'd uh, you'd want to call into me or text me or whatever, debate it. I don't know if there's any debate about this one. I, I don't know if anybody's out there thinking this is a bad deal to lock up the Great Cup MVP. Uh, rumors are that he's going to be extremely well paid with a uh, very large signing bonus right off the top and uh, the deal that will pay him well over a million dollars over the course of its three-year existence. 780-496-0063. You can text 63630. West End Ron says, Hey, Reed, I'm so pumped Riley is with us for three more years. I wear my number 13 proudly at the games. I hope he stretches the field on a more consistent basis this year. That's from West End Ron. And I think that is the one thing about the Eskimos offense. Um... Not a lot of variety through much of the year, but they certainly in the West Final, they were able to stretch the field at times, and uh, they got enough done in the Grey Cup to win it. I mean, we're quibbling about victory in a team that went 14-4. and All right, it is coming up on 6-20. Still ahead, we'll give you an update on the Edotown scoreboard. A former Oiler has scored a playoff goal. We will visit with the Allen Cup. Ryan O'Mara, the former Oiler, is playing there. Uh, that's a positive story. A negative story from that tournament as well. We have the details when we get back. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Do you remember a young man by the name of Teddy Purcell? He has scored a goal tonight in the playoffs for the Florida Panthers. Yuri Hoodler getting the assist. So a couple of guys the Panthers got just before the deadline from the Oilers and Flames, respectively. Panthers up 1-0 on the Islanders about six minutes into the game. That's the only goal so far tonight. The Flyers and Capitals still goose egg six minutes, uh, or pardon me, about halfway through the game now. 
Wild and Stars later. L.A. home to San Jose later on tonight as well. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. This is Inside Sports on 630. Ched, going with you until 9 o'clock tonight. Rob Brown's going to join us between 7 and 8. Tom Higgins on the show as well. Former CFL head coach, former CFL director of officiating to talk about the impact of some of the rule changes coming to the CFL this season, specifically to replay. They're going to have an eye-in-the-sky official who's going to be able to help out the guys on the field. Coaches can challenge more plays. Higgins will be able to give us a double perspective on that one. In the next half hour, former Edmonton Oiler Ryan O'Mara is going to join us on the show. He's getting ready to play a game for the Stony Creek Generals at the Allen Cup in Manitoba, a tournament that usually features a, a few ex-NHLers or guys uh, you know who played pro in Europe or whatever. Great tournament, uh, but what happened there today is not great. Quite frankly, it it demeans the whole tournament. Uh, it makes the tournament look, uh, look a little silly. Makes me seem a little less credible when I tell you how much I love senior hockey and what a great level of hockey it is. And here is what happened. Earlier in the week, the previous three days, uh, the tournament is divided into two pools of three teams each. You play a round robin in your pool. The first place finishers in each pool advance directly to tomorrow's semifinals. They then do a two versus three crossover in the quarterfinals, which were supposed to be played today and still will be, but I'll tell you what's going on with the delay. Each senior hockey team that declares itself uh, you know, at, the, at the level necessary to compete for the Allen Cup is allowed to dress six imports per game. An import is defined as a player whose last amateur team was in a province other than the one he's currently playing for. So, for example, Matthew, if you and I were running a senior hockey team, and we wanted Dave Campbell to play for us, as an example, from the Chet Sports Department. And he played the 14-15 season for an amateur hockey team in Saskatchewan. Even if it were a WHL or SJHL team, he would count as an import. Okay? Simple rule. You can only dress six per game. Well, the Ildeshane North Stars are the Manitoba representative in this tournament. The team in Kenora, Ontario folded in the offseason. They didn't ice a team this year. It's a couple hours from Kenora to Ildeshane, so Ildeshane picked up many players from Kenora. More than six of them. And more than six of them played in the first two games at the Allen Cup. Ildeshane won one and lost one. They were beaten by the Bentley Generals. Uh, apparently Hockey Manitoba never knew this. Apparently Ildeshane either didn't catch it, didn't know the rule, or just didn't do anything about it. So the uh, quarterfinal this afternoon was supposed to start. Ildeshane is not going onto the ice. Apparently they have now been made aware by someone that they've been playing with an illegal roster and that they probably shouldn't do it again. So uh, the game's not starting on time. So now they got to have a meeting between the uh, provincial representatives and, and a representative of Hockey Canada. It is my understanding that there were five people in, well, I shouldn't say five people in the meeting. Maybe there were more people actually in the meeting, but five people in the meeting who got to vote. 
a person from Manitoba, Alberta, Ontario, Newfoundland, and the Hockey Canada person. There were two things considered. Option one, kick Ildeshane out of the tournament. Option two, have them forfeit the two games they've already played, but they continue in the tournament as the lowest seed of the six teams remaining, which would mean changing the matchups for today's quarterfinal. The information I have received indicates that the Alberta representative was the only person who voted in what I would consider the right way in throwing Ildeshane out of the tournament. Instead, the majority vote was to allow the North Stars to continue as the lowest seed in the tournament. Now, not only is this decision in itself, quite frankly, idiotic, as you're allowing a rule-breaking team to continue, and why they broke the rules doesn't matter. They were clearly ignorant or negligent in some way. It also means that they had to reseed the four teams who were going to play in the quarterfinals today, meaning that the games at the Allen Cup, a Hockey Canada National Championship tournament, will be played today at 8 p.m. Central Time and at 11 p.m. Central Time, casting a further black eye on what has happened today. Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, 637. Thanks for bearing with us there. I was actually just uh, just talking to uh, some other people in, in Manitoba. Um Uh, I will I will slightly edit the tale that I told you a few minutes ago, uh, and I've also changed this on the uh, story on the 630 Shed website. Uh, Matthew, if you want to maybe just check it's updated. I, I can't uh, confirm that Alberta was the only team, only province to vote Ildeshane out of the tournament, um, but that was one of the options on the table, and the decision was to allow them to come to um, stay in having forfeited games, which is allowed in the Hockey Canada regulations, I understand. Uh, I think the bigger issue is why are there teams that kind of don't know the rules and why are different provinces seem to be enforcing the rules with different levels of, shall we say, thoroughness and enthusiasm, if those are the, or those are the two right words. It is, it is, it is an interesting one. Uh, obviously, as I'm sure you can tell, it's something that, that bugs me a little bit. But Ildeshane will continue, which I suppose is 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 within the rules. I don't think Hockey Canada is is breaching their own uh, their own standards there, their own bylaws. But uh, it's just unfortunate that it got to this. And and again, just from a organizational perspective, game you know that there's going to be a game at 11 o'clock tonight. Anyway, um, a lot of other interesting things to talk about about this tournament, including the fact that a former Edmonton Oiler will be playing tonight for the Stony Creek Generals in their quarterfinal against Shelbrook. Talked to Ryan O'Mara earlier today as he was getting ready for the game. Ryan, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, and it's great to hear that you are pursuing one of my favorite 
championships that I still think doesn't get enough uh, attention in this country. You're uh, you're jumping into the Allen Cup here now. Or is it true you're just joining the team for tonight's tonight's playoff game? You have to miss the first couple. Yeah, I missed the first two. I just couldn't uh, take the full week off work, but uh, I came in last night and hopefully uh, you know help the boys get a big win here in the quarterfinals. Tell me a little bit about deciding to play senior hockey. It, it's an option that is there for a lot of recently retired pros. I mean, Ryan Smith decided to play for Stony Plain this season, but, but not everybody decides to take the opportunity. What persuaded, persuaded you to, to join up with Stony Creek this season? Well, actually, their head coach, Brian Hamm, um, he was our enforcer uh, on my team in Erie in the OHL when I was playing there in my rookie year. Um, and I knew a bunch of guys in the team, uh, probably knew about a third maybe even more of the guys just from over the years and just thought it'd be a good way to you know stay in the game and um you know keep my wife happy to be honest you know uh keep me, keep me active uh so i don't <laughs> balloon out here uh but i think the big thing is just also the dressing room you know like the big the big thing in this when you're done playing i think is hanging out with the guys uh like-minded people and just the joking around and the camaraderie of the room and i think um you know senior a kind of provides that uh that for you what what kind of a season was it for, like for you guys just to, just to qualify for the Allen Cup? Yeah, so the great thing about senior is, is that a lot of teams are extremely flexible. So with me working between Toronto and Montreal, I, I didn't get to play as many games I would have liked. Uh, but our team, um, I think wire to wire was first place in, in the uh, in, in the Ontario Loop. Um, I think we were fifteen and one at home. Um, I think we only lost one game uh, the whole playoffs, and uh, you know it was just it was a fun ride. I think. Uh, during the year, our team motto was, uh, you know, seven six is as good as two one. Uh, we were we're a running gun team, or a lot of fun to play. All right, Ryan O'Mara joining us inside sports on six thirty. Shed, what's the transition like uh, been for you from from pro to this caliber hockey, which is still a pretty high caliber, but uh, you know, it's not the NHL or or some of the leagues you played in in Europe. How do you find that? You know, it's. Um, it's, it was better than I expected, especially in Ontario and uh, like throughout the season. And from what I've been hearing from the guys, uh, the teams here in the Allen Cup are, are really, really good. Um, teams are really sharp. Um, I thought the transition was, you know, a little bit different than I expected. I kind of expected more of a, a laissez-faire type style of play. But, uh, you know, there's fights, a lot of hits, guys are getting injured. Putting their bodies in the line, um, it was. I guess. I guess I wasn't. I wasn't prepared for how serious um, it was going to be, which was great. I was pleasantly surprised, and um, you know, you get the competitive fire still, um, and you want to, you know, let it out. And I think that uh, senior is a good way to do that. All right. Well, yeah. So best of luck here tonight as you move into the uh, elimination round. Now you mentioned. So what, what are you doing for work now? So right now I work for National Bank Financial Markets. Um, I'm in their rotation program for sales and trading on the trading floor and investment banking. Um, with about six weeks left in the program, I came right out of, right when I finished my master's degree in the UK, about a month after the season was over, I started working. And um, basically, we rotate through all the major desks. And, and, uh, and come June, we're placed on the team full time. Um, it's been it's been quite a transition in that, you know, back and forth to Montreal, one of the rotations takes you to Calgary. Um, you know, the hours are completely different, of course. Uh, you're doing something new every few weeks, and um, it's been a great transition period for me um, in that I'm learning a lot. I'm challenged every day. I'm surrounded by just extremely bright um, bright people, and um, it's it's been it's been a fantastic experience so far, and I'm, uh, I couldn't be happier with uh, my choice of my second career.
All right. Well, that's awesome stuff. It, tell me a little bit about, let, let's go down memory lane here uh, a bit. <laughs> Back in, in February of 2007, obviously you were part of a pretty significant trade, uh, you and Robert Nielsen for for Ryan Smith. When you look back on that, what was it like to be part of that trade? Because you, you were also here last week, and Ryan Smith got a huge ovation. Like, he was such a popular oiler. Um, I mean, was that almost an impossible situation to, to be in, be, being a guy in that trade? Yeah, it was an impossible situation, made worse by the fact that I never established myself full-time in the National Hockey League. Um, you know, I still get messages on Twitter from fans at the deadline uh, voicing their frustrations with that trade. Um, but... You know, it's an honor, really. Um, it was an exciting time. I remember I was actually snowed in on uh, on a highway between um, Sarnia and Detroit, down in southern Ontario, and uh, I got the call and ended up having a conversation with Keith Flaming from um, from the Pipeline Show, and uh, they were kind of the ones to break the news for me. So uh, I remember being really excited, and you know, I, I couldn't have been happier that uh, you know the other Toronto's eventually gave me an opportunity to play in the National Hockey League. But of course. When you're not a full-time guy and you can get to really establish yourself, uh, you know, frustrate fans and frustrate yourself. So, I think it was it, it was a possible situation, but uh, I guess the way that career panned out made it impossible to uh, to live up to it. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, where you played in uh, in Europe and how you enjoyed that experience. You know, I loved Europe. Uh, my wife and I really enjoyed it out there. We got to travel a lot. Um, you know, during the walk, I went to Finland and I I left uh, after a few months. And uh, just was a situation that was going to be tenable for me. Um, so, right when I did that, of course, uh, the market's flooded by NHLers. So I came home for a little bit and um, ended up finishing the year in Italy and then Norway. And uh, after that, I just looked for another NHL opportunity, and uh, they weren't they weren't coming. So, um, I apologize. Sorry, my alarm's going off. Sure. So th- those opportunities weren't coming. So for me, um, you know, I had a frank conversation with my wife and, um, and we just said, you know, the next two years we'll, uh, we'll take and finish my schooling and, and, and figure out what to do next. So I went to Italy and I finished my undergrad quickly. And, uh, and then I, I knew I was going to go to the UK and do my master's and, um, just the experience in general was great. My wife and I took every opportunity to travel um, you know, I got to be a, more of an offensive player again. It was really fun. I got to play in the championship series of all three um, all three seasons. We ended up winning in, in England, and it was a great way to go out. And uh, I couldn't say enough about my experience overall. Over there. It, was, it was great. And, and what was it like to be back? I mean, it was cool. The Oilers said anybody that wants to come back can come back, and, and you chose to. What was it like here last week for the Rexall Place finale? You know, it was a privilege to be on the ice um, for that ceremony. I, you know, be on the ice, the same ice surface as uh, some of those great uh, 80s Oilers and, uh, you know, the next the next one, really, and Connor McDavid. And I get to see some of the guys I used to play with. Um, it was a special night. It was a really classy move by the organization to extend the invitation. Um, you know, I jumped all over it. Uh, you know, when are you ever going to get that opportunity again, right? It's a once-in-a-lifetime type thing, and uh, I couldn't be happier to have been a part of it. Right on. Well, it couldn't be happier to have you on the show. Uh, just really appreciate the opportunity to catch up, Ryan, and uh, cool that you're chasing the Allen Cup here with Stony Creek. So all the best tonight and uh, and throughout the weekend as the tournament continues. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. 
All right, good stuff with Ryan O'Mara. Yes, traded for Ryan Smith, and he he did say that was kind of an impossible situation to uh, step into. Didn't play a lot of games in the National Hockey League. More on him on the uh, 630Ched.com website, which is a busy one from a sports perspective today. I got my Allen Cup story up there. Uh, We got a blog by Dave Campbell on Mike Riley. We got a blog from uh, Brendan Ulrich about uh, the upcoming NHL entry draft. Dan Marr was on Oilers Now Earlier today, we'll get to some of his comments as we move along as well. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Of course, you can always text 630-630. This text says, Reed, what do you think the over-under is on 100 fans being at Game 2 tonight at the Allen Cup? Yeah, that starts at 11 o'clock Central Time. And DW says, hey, uh, hey Reed, uh, are the Yildashay North Stars allowed to continue to play as long as they don't have more than six imports? Well, yeah, they'll have to ice a legal roster the rest of the way. I believe they were just one guy over the limit, but uh, still, rules are rules, and you'd think by the time you reach the National Championship Tournament, you would have sorted out your roster. Some comments from Dan Marr, Inside Sports, when we get back. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Sports on 630 Chet. It is 6.50. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Rob Brown, Tom Higgins coming up in the next hour of the show. That'll be fun. Keeping an eye on, of course, the NHL playoffs tonight. Islanders and Panthers. Busy first period. 2-2 late in the first. Teddy Purcell has a goal for the Panthers. The Caps lead the Flyers 1-0. That is after the second period. Carlson with the only goal of the game. Still to come, the Wild and the Stars. And the Sharks play the Los Angeles Kings. Your scoreboard presented by Crystal Glass. For all your glass needs, call 310 Glass today. Henrik Lundqvist, Rangers goalie, not expected to play in Game 2 on Saturday. Suffered that eye injury last night. The Blue Jays up 4-2 on the Yankees. That one is in the bottom of the sixth inning. The NFL schedule has been released, and the season will begin, well, this will be exciting, with a rematch of Super Bowl 50. The Broncos home to the Panthers. That'll be on Thursday, September 8th. The first Sunday-nighter will be the Patriots at the Cardinals. Doubleheader on Monday, as they usually do nowadays. We'll have Pittsburgh at Washington and the Los Angeles Rams. Yes, the Los Angeles Rams visiting the San Francisco 49ers. How is uh, how do you like the Bengals schedule there, buddy? Not bad. I took a look <laughs> at it. Not bad. Well, you you already knew who they're playing. It's just a matter oh, yeah. of when. Yep. Uh, we're week two in Pittsburgh. Is that the one you're going to? No, that was one I was I was thinking about going to the one in Cincinnati, but it's in December, so it's too cold to go to now. Okay. So well, I'm out for that game. It might out. be warmer than it is here. May check out that New England uh, game though in, in Arizona week one, if Brady's playing, if he's playing. All right. Is he going to retire? No, that suspension hold, that whole blankety blank, blank, you know, deflate blank stuff is still going on for some reason. It should be over. Not over yet. Just put it to bed already. My goodness. Uh, Dan Marr is the uh, director of Central Scouting. They put out their final rankings earlier this week. The three guys at the 
top of the uh, European rankings are, are going to be likely the top three guys taken in the draft. Austin Matthews, who's an American who played in Switzerland last year. Patrick Laine, who uh, is a big Finnish winger. Magnus Pelliarve, who's a big Finnish w- winger. Those are going to be the uh, top three. And uh, Dan Marr was talking to Stoffer about those guys. You know, they've been front runners right, uh, right from the get-go. And I would say all of them have exceeded the uh, projections that were that we're in place for them, but Austin Matthews is is clear cut the best prospect available for the 2016 draft. And Lina and, and Puliarvi, you know, they've each made individual cases for themselves to you know be part of the discussion. But there was it, they're just not going to supplant Austin Matthews right now. But uh, the teams picking. Uh, in the top five, six of the draft, they're, they're going to come away with a future star for their, for their team down the road. All right. And uh, the Oilers, I, I, so I, overall, they have a, well, obviously they have a 13.5% chance of picking first and then a 13% chance of picking second. That factors in all the possible combinations. Uh, obviously, if the Leafs win the lottery, with their 20% and get the first overall pick and and then are eliminated from the pool for the number 2 pick everybody's going to odds are going to go up by you know the same fraction of the same percentage of of what they hold so the Oilers would then have a better chance of uh, getting the number second pick uh Mars says both Line and Matthews have lethal shots well Line brings a dynamic offensive game to it and it, it, it's like a Brett Hall release, and you're always wondering how. You know, Brett Hall's got the shot. Why is he open on the play? And Lina can deliver that. Austin Matthews, I think, you know, he's got the shot. Uh, I, I think when he's being checked on 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 the fly off the rush coming in there, he can get a shot off in a in a multiple variety of ways. But they're both going to be dynamic offensive threats. And, and like right now, Patrick Lyon, he's still playing, and he's just on fire over there. All right. So a little bit from Dan Marr, the full interview on the Oilers Now page on 630Ched.com. Did I call him Magnus Pelliarve? Jesse Pelliarve. Yeah, yeah. I'm combining Magnus Pelliarve with, with, with this guy. Uh, yes. Uh, somebody texted in here, who is this? Gavin. Hey, Reed, if you were to look at ex-Oilers from the last two years, how many are playing in the playoffs? Can we do this off the top of our heads? Obviously, Purcell, Justin Schultz, from the last two years. Oh, would, would, would Dubnik so would, count? So when was Dubnik traded? He was traded more than two years ago, right? No. He, yes, he was. Yes. So Dubnik wouldn't count. When was Gagne traded? He was traded for Teddy Purcell. Yeah. So he hasn't played in the last two years. So not quite. Oh, this is a difficult exercise. Uh, Scrivens, no. Foss, no. Who else has left? Um, just trying to go. <laughs> this is hard. There's so many ex-Oilers out there. Who did they trade at the deadline last year? Mark Arcabello's not in the playoffs. Oh, David Perron. Right? Yep. He was traded in the last two years. Yeah, Petrie's not in the playoffs, so we can Petrie's move him not on. in the playoffs. Yeah, just the. I mean, if you were just to do all the ex-Oilers, there'd be a few. Just in the last two seasons, yeah, we'd have to double check. Whenever I'm on the spot like that, Gavin, I freeze up. All right, Inside Sports on 6:30, Chad. We're coming up to the seven o'clock news. 
little playoff and Euler chatter with Rob Brown when we get back. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.